Welcome to Let's Be Real Media, a podcast network that provides your official game plan for sports, culture, and music. Headlined by the Let's Be Real podcast featuring P-Shark, Scott Lido, Tail Shakir, Trevor, Sheedy, and Savage. And includes other podcasts like the I Don't Know Sports podcast by Savage. The Let's Tighten Up podcast by P-Shark. Scooting with Sheedy by none other the name says it itself, Sheedy. Pittsburgh County podcast by Trevor. And Let's Talk About It by Uncle Mike. You can follow us on social media at LB Real Media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And as you can see, the website, go on the website, lbrealmedia.com to check us out. Thanks. be real about tragedy man man ah. that was a good intro sorry yeah intro. Yeah, great intro great intro Ooh. all right she all right what we got we got some best breakfast engine preserve we uh added two <laughs> to the our list is uh skyler and trail we got two <laughs> welcome back gentlemen <laughs> yes sir yes sir hey the, hey the crazy part is you dropped two idols and you gained two more back that's crazy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's crazy. Hey, man, but um, the name of the game this week is Tragedy, and that's it's real talk, and it's unfortunate. Um, the intro is going to talk about part of what we were talking about today in our real talk, but we want to go a little bit backwards first. Um, and the, one of the most disgusting trials, I would say, to date, uh, where Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted of all charges, a 17-year-old white boy, um, who had, I thought, was a semi-automatic weapon. Um, uh, to me, a weapon of mass destruction, um, if you ask me, was able to kill and hurt people and was acquitted of all charges. Not only was he acquitted of all charges, ladies and gentlemen, all 12 jurors unanimously said not guilty. Not one of the jurors found him guilty. However, as I have my hood on and people like us are getting gunned down because their hood is on with a bag of Skittles or a play gun and getting killed, Kyle Rittenhouse not only gets to keep his life, but enjoy his life outside of the prison. So I wanted to get you guys' takes on the situation. Um, and I know the one thing we may say is like, you know, we knew this would happen. And that's one thing that's gonna sadden my heart because we all, well, two of us have kids um, and some of us will soon have kids. Um, you have to raise your children a certain way so that they're not part of that demographic. Um, so I'll start with uh, Savage um, and then uh, Skylar, then two. Just your thoughts about Kyle Rittenhouse and being acquitted of all charges unanimously like he was Steph Curry for MVP. Um. Wow, so when the verdict came out um honestly i wasn't surprised uh because that's just that's america for you um i <laughs> i was 
I took a, like a couple of minutes to kind of reflect on it while I, while I was at work because still at work, you know, I still got students coming in to my job, so I can't, you know, spend too much time, you know, venting or just going on about it. Um, but the main problem that I have with this with this um, verdict, um, for one, the guy was white. Kyle Rittenhouse was white. The two guys he killed were white, and the other guy that he um, injured um, is white as well too. So let's 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 set the table with that. Um, the main problem that I have with this situation is that we know, everybody knows innately that if Kyle Rittenhouse was white, we probably wouldn't even be at a trial because he'd probably be dead by now. Um, I can only imagine the image of a 17-year-old boy, a uh, black boy, and you can put into your mind what a 17-year-old black boy looks like. Uh, more times than not, proceed to be a threat to wherever he is. That's just the, that's the reality that we live in right now. And imagine him carrying an assault rifle, walking down the street, in the middle of the night that man would have been gunned down or you know whatever else so my my main problem was that is, is one that kyle rittenhouse like Sheedy mentioned gets to enjoy his life you know given what happened if it did get to a um a court case for a black boy that was 17 years old we already know what would have been the case he would have been you know given some time in jail whether that's tried as a juvenile you know an adult whatever um this this verdict would not have been the case for a black man, black boy in this case. Um, you can argue, you can debate with anybody you want to. Those are the cold hard facts. Um, so for me, um, it's, it's sad because I'm desensitized to it now, given like what's happened in the history of our country. You know, you can even go as far as back as like this year with things that have transpired. Um but you no, know, the people were saying that you know justice was served. You no, know, according to people who believe that justice was served, no, it's not because the country was set up to favor the people who look like Kyle Rittenhouse, and that's the unfortunate part um, about about this situation is that black people, it, it, minority people, don't get that same that same treatment that people like Kyle Rittenhouse get. Um, so I'm not surprised. Um, I, I hate to say that it is what it is, but it's like at this point, I'm just like. I won't say I'm discouraged. I'm just kind of like, you know, it's, it's par for the course, to be honest. Yeah, you're numb to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I am Sharky, by the way, not Skyler, but <laughs> my fault, Sharky. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's slipping the tongue. Uh, Titus fans get on Ryan Clark for missing the Jeffrey Simmons name. And I was like, bro, he just slipped up. Call him Justin Simmons, another NFL player. Like, ain't <laughs> that big a deal. But uh, yeah, um, I mean, it's like, what? It's a normal thing like it wasn't a surprise to me i think as it was coming up throughout the week every time i saw an update news on it it was sounding like uh he about to get away with it it just you just kind of knew it was coming it was just like all right what day is actually going to happen and then uh the shoe dropped yesterday it happened i was like okay shake my head but i ain't surprised uh sad that we're to that point now and i saw a lot of that on twitter where it was like hey i'm not surprised i'm not surprised um you know this is what the country's intended to be and I saw some bickering back and forth talking about what even black guys they killed. Why black people mad because if a black person did that, like Savage said, that person been gone down. And period, it's murder. You killed the human being. Yeah, I guess dude was a pedophile that he killed the whatever. Man, bro came from a different state to go to a protest with a well, a rifle, AK, whatever he had, and killing people. Like, that's murder, bro. Like, I'm sorry. There's there's no excuse for that. But like I said, it's the country we live in, uh, unfortunately, yeah. And just the times we are in, so definitely a sad day indeed. Yeah, I couldn't say anything more that y'all hadn't already said, right? Like, 
if you like how to get away with murder all you gotta do is literally be white and have a hell of an acting coach like i would love to know where to do when to to learn how to cry and perform like that because that whole thing was entirely bullshit. like we saw like as as the weeks as the months progressed for one i don't even think that that was a black juror in in the stands correct me if i'm wrong and for two you like like shark just said you literally came from another state holding a gun looking for trouble when in the court it was they came for you you were the instigator but yet because you you are able to use the privilege that you got you were able to switch roles and say nah i'm the victim he literally just got away with murder in front of everybody and i and i'm with every other black person that's saying it's another it's just another day in america for us like we know damn well this wouldn't be we'll be talking about how he was you know his, his murder rather than his innocence you know what i'm saying so i i salute y'all i salute us for bringing up this topic but it, it, it's a damn shame at this point and the fact that there i forgot what state he's from but there was a representative that said if he was to get clear of all, all charges he'd be offered an internship who what and where and why in what black america would that have been allowed in so i mean I, <laughs> at this point we, it's just another day for us to be you know a, a black americans you know uh <laughs> just another day like that's it like this he wants to be a nurse by the yeah. way so shout out to whoever he operates on he wants to be a nurse let that sink in yeah well a few things i'm gonna add on to what you said one if he's gonna be a nurse i'm never traveling to wisconsin uh anywhere where he may even get his licensure to do that um two this also goes to the evolution of racism um, what I mean by that is racism used to be one of those things that we saw as physical um, and a little bit of mental where they kept us from actually learning how to read. And now racism has just evolved to the place where now the courts are the ones that are really over the racism things that happen within America. Meanwhile, you can approve states to levy out marijuana. Meanwhile, blacks mostly blacks and hispanics so we'll say minorities are still locked up and cannot get jobs because of the charges that are put on them let alone we let someone that just gone down to your point to um sharky and savage who drove from another state with an assault rifle and still killed two and one um i want to break down the trial because there's some things behind the scenes that we may not know about like some things that got thrown out as well and how they had the ability to say that he was trying to retreat um, and that's why it was more like a self-defense, so to speak. Um, but that's because of this um, and not that. Um, but speaking more of tragedy as well, the great state of Memphis um, and just the hip hop game itself um, tragically lost someone. And, and this also goes to what we're talking about right now. Young Dolph, uh, for those that sleep underneath a rock or don't know what the heck is going on, uh, was slain in front of his cookie spot that he always goes to. Um, but it just a mogul, and like I said, in the great state of Memphis, and a father and a husband. Um, and we have to mourn his loss. And me being a new Memphian, I uh, felt the pain even here in Dallas. Um, but just want to get you guys' thoughts about that as well. We're going to reverse this time, so we'll do two. And then Sharky, and then Zap. Glad to get the name right, bro. Um, 
when I first saw the news, I literally took at first I was literally about to delete my Twitter because y'all know how they like to kill people and you know pronounce people dead and make rumors and stuff, right? And I'm like, nah. So, you know, once I started scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and time went on and it found out that it was true, like I literally couldn't move. Like the same chair I'm sitting in right now, I literally just sat here for like an hour, just like, you know, heart sinking, crushed. Like, <laughs> and then to find out that it happened in Makita's Cookies, like I put in a group me, like y'all know me, like shout out to my brother Marcus, like that's his family spot. So I'm immediately calling texts and making sure he good. Um, so as far as Young Dolph, man, you talking about an artist who, you know, as a DJ, I couldn't play a party in Memphis nowhere, whether it was for black, white people, Chinese people, the honor hall, damn it. <laughs> I couldn't play, I couldn't DJ a party without playing Dolph. And that shows to how he impacted not only Memphis, but the world. Like you got white people that are are, are, are mourning with us, you know, whether they're inside the outside, uh, outside the city. Like Dolph is somebody who came in independent, who, you know, people say he got distribution bill. Okay, cool, whatever, but he's still independent. And he turned that into being, to me, the freshest dude in the rap game. And that says a lot. Like he was pure Memphis, born in Chicago for sure. But he was a pure Memphian. And for him to be taken away from us so soon, it, it's something that I don't think that the city of Memphis and the people will, 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 this something that, that we can't take lightly. Like, it's going to take maybe years for us to, to be able to, to accept what has happened right now. Um, so huge uh, rest in peace to, to Dolph, rest in peace to, to Nipsey Hustle. Like this is all like kind of the same kind of vibes um prayers up to his family prayers up to the community prayers up to you know his his, his empire that he was able to build because Dolph was a king and he was a king that was that that's gone too soon so um rest in peace to to, to young Dolph yep um I speak uh two sentiments um actually when it, when everything occurred I literally was down the street because of no, I work. I be everywhere around the city as project manager of my company. So we're currently on the fairgrounds project. I did like a facility condition assessment of the, the building, not the Pippin building, but the building right beside the Creative Arts building. Uh, so I was literally right down the street uh, earlier that morning. And I think I got back out uh, close to home. By the time I saw the news, I was stopping at Kroger, looked at my phone. And I was like, Hold on, I'm gonna wait till I see final confirmation. All I see was like, man, now you're on Dolph, now you're on Dolph. And I was like, I'm gonna wait till I see final confirmation. And I went inside Kroger, I walked and getting a couple of things, and that's when I got the you know the confirmation from the news that he did that. We was talking to group me, and it was like and kind of like two kids, just like I just went numb. It was just like like I'm like, dang, I gotta get the rest of this, I gotta get the groceries out. But I'm like just walking slow, like I had just called my wife and I was like like that was hard. It was like, dang, I just need to get somewhere to sit down. Cause I'm like, literally like having it like, whatever panic attack, just a slow, slow motion moment. Like this is like not real. So get to the house chilling. Like it's hard to work the rest of the day. You think about it. Like it had been like one o'clock. Like we still got a whole second half work day. And you're just like, dang, how do I supposed to work? <laughs> uh, but like Tuke said, man, you just like Dolph was everything gave back to the community. Um, Part of his beef uh with Yo Gotti back a couple years ago was just that. Like he was, you know, Yo Gotti for not, you know, giving enough to the community. And he was, you know, the main one come always come back to the city repping and stuff. So um salute salute stuff. Like I said, prayers up to his family, uh prayers up to I I I could tweet 
and I didn't want to get into all of the people who going to down Memphis, uh, like Mertz don't have it anywhere. They just I let them be them. I just said my prayer for city in Memphis got off. I had to stay off Twitter for a second because I know I didn't feel like saying all day you knew it was coming. And I'm like, man, just prayers to his family. Uh, you know, he had two kids, two younger kids. Uh, everything he did for him. He owned a hundred properties in Memphis, uh, bought them a house every, every year on their birthday. Like this, he definitely was setting a standard and setting a, like a legacy for himself. And yeah, just gone too soon. And another double whammy, Makita's is like my favorite cookie shop. I sat at some of the cookies. Uh, if y'all ain't been there, they butter cookies. Uh, if you want to sit in, uh, if city schools and had the butter cookies, yeah, Makita's is a one, man. I used to get it all the time before the uh, pandemic. So rest in peace, young dog, man. Um, so I've I've seen a lot of um people on like social media that have said that he um like Dolph should have seen this coming type of thing. And I'm not gonna get into all of that stuff, like what he raps about or the lifestyle that he lived. If anything, what he raps about to me, in my opinion, is like similar to like young Jeezy. He took like like you you get your money, you hustle, you grind. Like anybody that works in America can relate to that, in my opinion. Like you're gonna go to the gym, you're gonna play some young Dolph. You you getting hyped before a game, you're gonna play some Dolph. You going to work, you're gonna play some Dolph. That's just that's just kind of how it is. Um but Beyond those things, I mean, we understand that Young Dolph is a product of his environment. Like he grew up where he grew up. Um, he rapped about what he rapped about. That's what we that's what we as the culture expect from people who rap. You rap about what you know. And so Dolph rapped about what he knew. So I, I really didn't like people, you know, down to him about like his lifestyle or whatever. But not gonna get into that. What I do want to get into is the fact that Young Dolph, as a black man, uh was very present and very in the life of his kids in the life of his community um i'm not sure if he was married but his significant other like that to me is crucial for for the black man is that you are present in in the lives of your children we saw videos of him with his with his kids um having fun you know again being present his daughter and his son are going to know you know who he was as a man that point blank period um him being in the community that same day he was getting uh prepped for that turkey giveaway for thanksgiving um, again, in his community, he gave what 25k to his high school. Still had a good relationship with his principal at the high school. Again, in the community, and there's a lot more we can say than other people who are from Memphis uh, that don't do similar things, you know, in the city. Um, and then also just his impact on, you know, just being a proud Memphian. Um, like like I said, born in Chicago, but him being in Memphis, um, like Dolph is was and will forever be made in memphis like he's he's gonna be forever ingrained in the culture of memphis uh in the lives of people who are black white and everywhere in between and across the whole you know the color spectrum so uh i won't say that i was a huge young doll fan of his music i mean i don't listen to rap that much more anyway but i do have a couple of his notable songs you know in my uh in my rotation um so it's gonna forever be played up now because um i'm i'm in the process now of getting his streams up he owned his masters so hopefully that money goes to his 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 uh significant other his kids uh and his whole empire uh so just just kind of keep his legacy going and, and just do our part to make memphis the great state that it is right too oh go ahead, go ahead go ahead go ahead okay um and like 
you guys said a lot um, that I was going to cover as well, just on the back end. Uh, one was the he got gunned down before giving back to the community. Um, somebody, Ryan, thank you for checking in, Ryan, talking about, you know, we're losing another black man. Um, a, another another set of kids has to be raised without their father present. Um, and this wasn't taken by the government. This is us taking us. We have enough. This is why I want to open up to talk about Rittenhouse. We have enough against us already. Why slain ourselves when we need to come together to take down other things that are way more important? Who knows why? I don't I don't want to get into everything and speculation, what happened, what occurred until I hear facts. Similar to how you guys were these two days um, this week um, were very hard for me. Um, and going back to talk to kids that don't, well, no one knows about Memphis like I do, uh, where I'm in, but being adopted into the city and knowing that the great state of Memphis has really been a hip hop zone for the past four or five years, you don't have an album without having someone from Memphis at this point. Like someone is on there somewhere, Yo Gotti, Moneybag Yo, Dolph, Black Youngster. I mean, we're Memphis is everywhere. Um, and so it, it hurts, but behind being a rapper or, or artist, he also gave that 20K to two people that played music um, during their time at the coffee shop, I believe. At Duke. Um, Duke at Duke. Duke, yep, at Duke. Um, and those two employees got fired because they were playing Young Dolph's music. So he gave them 20K. So he didn't just give back to everyone's point in the community. He gave back to people that supported him, right? And so with that being said, man, um, we, we're missing one, but guy's got a great soldier with him right now. Uh, in Dolph, go ahead. I'm sorry, uh, two. No, before you end it off, uh, funny that you said that he also gave away a Lamborghini, and the girl that he gave the Lamborghini to end up selling it. And he commented, like, Get paid, get paid, <laughs> get <your> money, girl. <laughs> whatever you do, just make sure you get paid. <laughs> right, but, uh, on, on more of like a serious topic before we move on, man. Y'all know I move like really within energy, and I feel like energy is everything. I feel like this is the start. Oh, we are beginning to see a dark winter. And what I mean by that is if you look at a couple of weeks ago at Astroworld, like the tragedy that happened there, you know, energy is everything. When you got, you know, one of the kings of the city passed away, and next thing you know, there's an earthquake in the city. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Energy is everything where you can have a, 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 a the heavy crier get away with murder practically right in front of us. So I just wanted to make sure everybody stayed prayed up everybody get your energy right because it's more than likely gonna get worse as a year continues to go on you know we got food shortages for thanksgiving we got you know present shortages for christmas so like i said i just want to make sure everybody get your energy right and stay safe out here because it can get a whole lot crazier that's all i want to say yeah and before we kick it over to shark for everything to your point um we are low on everything uh, but one thing we do not need to be low on is love for one another um, so continue to love and uphold one another, brothers, um, because we all we got at the end of the day. Um, now, let's kick it off uh, to some sports, man, with Sharky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now I got to make sure I say his name right every time. Uh, we're talking about the NFL. Yep. But before we uh, move forward, let's do another, uh, I guess, tribute for those who didn't see the intro uh, video for Yandolf.
I can't even look at this joint, bro. <laughs> I was crying by making it, making it, golly. But let's go and get to some football action. NFL award predictions. So I know in the beginning, I shout out to Ryan, man. Got to remain positive through the rain. And shout out to my guy Ryan, y'all. Y'all need to check out. Uh, he's a fellow Tigers fan. Has a podcast, the jump, jump, the jump pass uh, for TLC Tigers as well. So check my guy out. But NFL award predictions. Um, let's go ahead and start it with. Let's go and go from the bottom to the top. Comeback player of the year. So we didn't do. I, I don't think we did a award prediction in the beginning of the season. Uh, so. That's why I decided it's going to do a mid-season win. Uh, Predictor, you think it's going to win at the end of the season. So, let's start with comeback player of the year. Uh, Took, Savage, Nishidi. I think Took might be froze. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Come back, player. Okay. Come back, player of the year. <laughs> I, I see where he's trying to go with this one. I see where he's trying to go. What kind of question is that? I mean, my guy comes Good. in and scores two touchdowns on his first two plays of the game, of, 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 of coming back period. I mean, if that ain't a comeback of the year, I don't know what the hell he is. So, you already know I'm rolling with Cam New. He get his first start against Ron Rivera tonight. Hey, we 5-5 five and five right now, but hey, he's trying to be, he's trying to be one and oh with the bank of, bank of sales. So, you already know who I'm rolling with, baby. Mr. Cameron Jarrell New, welcome back to the Panthers. The fact you still froze right now. Right, you still froze. <laughs> if y'all if y'all are listening on like the on like Spotify or like Apple Podcasts, <laughs> still froze with the serious Am I, face. I nah, you you look froze right now. With the uh, screenshot, face. screenshot it, screenshot it, screenshot it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> screenshot it. Anyway, we know Cam Newton ain't winning that. that oh, dog. I mean, he played good. I'm, I'm gonna give him his props. He played good. <laughs> But he ain't he ain't gonna have enough games to be the comeback player of the year. This this should be a unanimous award. It's Mr. Dakota Rain Prescott. He he came back. He broke 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 his his, his doggone ankle. He's he's leading the Cowboys. What y'all seven and two, I believe. Potentially in the number one seed. Yes, sir. Depending on how it goes. It's Dak Prescott. Next. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'm you know me. Cowboys, how about them? Of course. Um, Dak Prescott should be named as an NFL Comeback Player of the Year where he's leading us uh, offensively. We got some people down this week, these next two games. Uh, so we'll see. The only other person that I can see as possibly being in the running with Comeback Player of the Year um, is none other than Joe Burrow. Um, Joe Burrow has had uh, one hell of a season so far. Um, and I said at the beginning of the season, these Bengals are going to be a difference maker in the AFC North, and they're going to make or break who wins the AFC North. Um, however, yes, unanimously, Dak Prescott, number four. We need to have two home games, That I need two home games for the playoffs. I'm just telling you that right now. Yep. Uh, yeah, unanimous. I don't know why, what we're we talking about here. Uh, two, two, hey, somebody had to go off the rail. So, our, our Y'all sound like some haters to me, but it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Superman back. It's, it's up cool. the year. It's up the year, meaning not the second a, half of the year. Meaning the four. Year. No, he said comeback player of the week. That's right. What yeah. <laughs> meaning you got to play more than he's gonna play what nine games after this. <laughs> you got to play at least 15, 14. <laughs> no, I'm, still, I'm still salty. That, oh, I'm still salty. That beat us too. So that, that's all it is. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, go That's ask the LSU it. product. Got that my LSU fan, uh, Joe Burrow. That not a bad choice because uh, I mean, look at the last uh, predictions were Dak and second was Joe Burrow, third was uh, Andrew Whitworth on East on NFL, uh, NFL.com. So, so let's move forward. Coach of the year, who you got? Same order. Hmm. I'm actually in long. a in a weird way. In a weird way, I'm gonna go Mike Verbal, bro. Ain't no weird. Ain't no like y'all weird, Titans have beaten the team close <laughs> to. I think Derrick Henry still is gonna have a great season. Huh? Can you hear me? Yeah. Nah, you good? Can I say he's done. That's all. I'm saying. Huh. Yeah. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear. Okay. I don't know what's going on, man. I gotta figure this out. I'm on my phone right now. I ain't on my computer right now. I'm on my phone. Um, I'm gonna go with Mike Vrabel. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I think the team, uh, the Titans, got a chance to have the best record or one of the best records in the NFL when it's all said and done. Um, I think right now, I think they still have a top three record. Um, and you know, they beat a lot of great teams. That, like you said, Shark, uh, y'all beat the teams y'all supposed to be or not supposed to be. What have you said? Um, so I'm gonna go with the Titans yep. right now. Mike Vrabel. Um. When Sharky showed me that stat of like how many players the Titans have played this year and like showed the records of the teams, the other teams that had the same problem, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you watched the Philadelphia Eagles last year, Lord have mercy. And we had 81. The Titans got worse off than the Eagles, and somehow they've won double the amount of games the Eagles won last year. So it's Mike Vrabel, point blank period. Uh, should be unanimous next. <laughs> yeah, so I got to break the mold, right? Um, I know, I know. Um, I'm all for Mike Grable, actually. Um, and why for Mike Grable, not because he's a Tennessee Titans coach, but it's from where he's from, of course, the great state of Ohio State. Um, he is a Buckeye. Um, so, but let's really, let's break this down, right? Mike Grable, Bills, Chiefs at Indianapolis, at Rams. Beat these teams by an average of 10 points a game. Average. That's two possessions. And, I mean, they're without Derrick Henry for the rest of the season. Well, for at least six weeks, I would say. Um, as long as this team makes it to the playoffs, this should be the team to beat, I hope, from the AFC. Um, but, Mike Rebel, I think the other person that's going to have some commentary here is going to be Cliff Kingsbury yeah. um, from the Cardinals. And, you know, what they're doing together in those games, even without Cliff being there, and without Kyler Murray being there as well, still winning those games, um, that, that says something about Cliff Kingsbury right now. But to me, yes, I, I agree unanimously. It should be Mike Vrabel from the Ohio State University. No, from the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> <laughs> and the only other competition, like you said, I give you uh, Cliff Kingsbury, um, also Bill Belichick. On the yeah, I was like, so, Bill Belichick's low-key can get some love, too. For yep. Jones, yeah, and that's the game that's been played this week between those two, so they might go a long way towards coach of the year, uh, between the Titans and Patriots next week. But my variable, like I just told us that we ate two different players to play, and we halfway through the season, the record is eight or four for a whole season. We still got eight games left, so we might just might as well make it a 90. And I saw the entry report this week, it wasn't sweet, <laughs> just keep getting it longer and longer. Like, we we drag it to the bye week, and he still find a way to beat the good teams. 
Uh, I know Saints fans, I get on this. Uh, I didn't drop episode this week. I get on this is upcoming episode this Tuesday. Let's tighten up with the Saints fans talking about they got cheated or whatever. Last time I played them, something similar happened. They won because of that. So yada yada, it's NFL. Good luck. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I pray for it's. Now you can't deny you can't deny everything he's done for the team this year with all the injuries to the best players. Uh, Julio has been in and out. Uh, Derrick Henry is out. We can still won without him. Defense uh, been plug and play a lot throughout the season. So okay. <laughs> I just heard what this might say. Well, y'all might as well break the clock with that, bro. Y'all might as well go for Bust it, bust the clock! Wow, <laughs> nah, we tried to do that. That's a throwback. Nah, we tried to bust the clock on that. <laughs> right, I heard that so long. <laughs> what <laughs> is that? That's a Memphis stuff. I know about that. Yeah, oh my go, god, you, we still you don't know about breaking the clock, bro. So, oh, so CD, bust the clock means to score one hundred points in a in a in a basketball game in Memphis. <laughs> wow, let <laughs> me write that down. Still learning. Yeah, he's still learning. He's still learning. Back, still learning. back to this. He <laughs> because left you go, because you, go, you go from 99 to 100, so it's like you're kind of breaking the Never mind. Never mind. You're breaking the clock, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no question is dumb, man. You got to ask the question you don't know the answer to. So that's what we are up here. <laughs> but let's move forward. Nah, no, there's no such thing as dumb questioning. You never worked at Graceland. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Sharky. Shout out to my people in Graceland, man. <laughs> All right, man. Defensive rookie of the year. Who you got? Uh, let's reverse it this time. She be savage there, too. Thanks. Um, reversing it right back to the Cowboys. Um, Micah Parsons, man, um, has been literally all over the field. You're talking about we lost Tank Lawrence. It was plug and go for Micah. You went from linebacker to defensive end. We traded away um, a linebacker that we had high hopes on because of Micah Parsons. He has what it takes. And that's the formula that I feel like the Buccaneers have. We're just having some really good athletic linebackers. Micah Parsons is it, defensive player of the year, hands down like 630. I don't need to explain that one, do I? All right, good. Yeah, it's Micah Parsons. And I feel like as an Eagles fan, I'm taking credit for this as well, too, because we traded we traded up to get Devontae Smith, and y'all went back and got Micah Parsons. So it's Micah Parsons, though. All right, unanimous Michael Parsons. He's doing his thing. Blah, blah, blah. Let's keep it moving. Yeah, he couldn't take enough uh, Panthers defenders, uh, Ricky's this year, huh? Yeah, because he went down. He, he got he got an ACL to. He'll be back next season. <laughs> Who? J.C. Horn. He was doing his thing this game. First two oh, games, yeah. I think, before he went down. So you oh, look for comeback now. player of the year next year. He been up for Come on, say what? Say what? I, I, no, I, I showed they seen. Yeah, I was he like, I ain't seen him since week two. <laughs> yeah, he down for the season. Hey, stay woke, though, Sheedy. Stay woke, though, man. Mm-mm. Parsons for me. Yep, uh, Ryan and everybody else agree. Uh, Michael Parsons, this is a couple of unanimous uh, choices over here outside of one Cam Newton choice, but you know, uh, <laughs> shout out to Cam, man, though. But offensive rookie of the year, it should be a tough one. Same order, yeah. I think it is a tough one. Um, but go and give me Mac Jones. Uh, he's got over 2,500 yards passing right now. The Patriots are seven and four. Um, and 
look at his last five games, his body of work. He's had 175 points. That's almost or over 35 points a game or right at 35 points a game, man. Um, so give me Matt Jones uh, for Offensive Player of the Year um, right now. Um, with with this award, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And so Ryan did mention uh, Jamar Chase, who is hooping. That dude out there balling. Uh, but Mac Jones is coming on strong right now. And on top of that, he has a strong defense to rely on and a strong running game to rely on. Uh, so I'm going to say Mac Jones, but stay woke. Devontae Smith is coming. Man, just like, never mind. Never mind. I was going to bring up that so-called superstar that you brought up the last time that you were uh, like We can, we can, we can talk about him soon. No, I've, I've been quiet. About I've been nobody. quiet. I've been quiet about Yeah, he's been quiet too. <laughs> Has he? Has he? Has he? Uh, so Wait a minute. We beat y'all. Big... Shut up. We beat y'all this year. Ooh. Ooh. Hey, Lloyd, what did he say? It's not, it's, not how you, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And we've been to finish a lot stronger than we started. We got Sammy D on it. You know, that's neither here nor there. My pick is actually I'm going to roll with Ryan uh, with Jamar Chase, 835 yards, seven touchdowns. Um, Started off the season pretty good. We thought that the Bengals were going to be, you know, have a better record now, and they still got a pretty good record. Um, and they could fight for a wild card spot in the AFC North, but that's it's the AFC North for a reason. But in order for them to do that, uh, you got to give praise to Jamar Chase. Uh, he's definitely balling out and doing his thing. So give me up. So this is one of those, you know, who should get it, who is going to get it. Jamar Chase probably should get it. He probably will do enough to get it, but. It's a quarterback award, unfortunately. Just like, like last Jefferson. year. Like you know, last although, year. Yeah. Although just Herbert had a great, I mean, he had a great, great year. <laughs> so there's it, no like it's like no disrespect, but like Ryan Receiver had 1400 yards his rookie year. Yeah, I'm sorry. I kind of got to give him rookie of the year. <laughs> but I think just Herbert had 4,000 yards fast. So hey, that was tough. They could have split that challenge or something. But same thing this year. I mean, Mac Jones, year, to be honest. Yeah, really. <laughs> Mac Jones is efficient, man. Like mm-hmm. he's patient, efficient. Um the Patriots are looking good. I'm uh, they, they are looking very good, but I think he's going to get it. Uh, I think he's gonna play well enough to get it the rest of the season. I think Jamar Chase, just because he's not, not a quarterback, is uh, gonna be a Mac Jones award. So let's move forward. This one might be different with us. Defensive player of the year. Let's do a different order. Savage me, Sheedy Took. Um so I went back and forth between two players with this award, and I'm literally making my decision on the spot. And thinking back last year, I made a seven-step plan for this team to improve, you know, their fortunes. <laughs> she is telling me to, to, to bring it in. Um, and regardless of how people, like public opinion feels about this player getting beat, on like plays when you cb1 that means you get wide receiver one so you're gonna get beat a couple times it happens like but also you gotta acknowledge that this dude got what eight nine interceptions got some he, he got he got more yards and catches than Jalen rager got overall this year so it's got to be trayvon Diggs in my opinion because the cowboys are seven and two they are trending in the right direction they are led by him michael parsons is holding down the middle but trayvon Diggs, be clear is the reason why they are killing it right now on defense Nice. So both of us gonna choose DBs. I see. I'm gonna be biased as a Tyrese fan. Kevin Byer needs some love. 
give me Kevin Byard. He's a uh, third. Now I think he just fell down third in the league in peace because uh, J.C. Jackson game the other night against the Falcons. Um, but we played Texas coming up, so he, he should catch up. <laughs> but if y'all to see, I mean, he's this year. He's definitely still by himself as the best best safety in the field this season, at least uh, after this point year last year. Uh, Trayvon Diggs is having a great year. He is still getting beat a lot, but as a cornerback. There, especially him being young, they're still going to target him. So he can eight picks along with uh, the numerous uh, catches he's giving up. So, I mean, hey, if they threw at Jalen Ramsey that many times and wasn't scared to throw his way, I'm pretty sure he'll give some receptions too. It's just, it's just the truth. Um, that's the reason his picks are low too because they're not throwing it to his side. But uh, that's a good one. Uh, but I'm glad we choosing DBs instead of just going with defensive linemen. Uh, you know, Aaron Donald's an easy choice. Even with Titus, Jeffrey Simmons is uh Garrett got 13 sacks, man. Yeah, Miles <laughs> Garrett. Oh, yeah. Miles <laughs> Garrett. Um, you get Titans. I mean, really, Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry uh making cases as well. But giving Kevin Pye, uh, he's had two touchdowns, so far recovering for a touchdown, a uh, pick six uh in the Rams game, y'all saw. Uh and he started on team attack because he just he's having a great year. So <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I'm with Trayvon yeah. here. Gosh, um, yeah, Miles. The, and I, I thought about Miles, too, right? And, you know, a lot of those sacks came, I think, in, like, one game or, like, four sacks or something like that. Oh, no, that was uh, Chandler Jones, my fault. But, anyways, um, you can't go 45-0 and 0, um, against the Patriots and you not really show up. Um, and that's why I said no to Miles Garrett, and I'm going to say yes to Trayvon Diggs uh, for right now. He's a receiver in a cornerback's body. Um, and trying to learn how to be a better defender. Uh, with that, he's got some softer hands than most. Um, but don't be surprised if, if depending on how the season goes, that Michael Parsons slips up and becomes actually Defensive Player of the Year, not just a rookie Defensive Player of the Year as instead. So uh, just be on the lookout for that, especially once we get Tank back and we get Mike into a different position. But right now, give me digs. Sorry, it's so many Cowboys, but we're trending right now. No, y'all, look, y'all trending mm-hmm. up, man. Like, you you know the vibes I sent you a text once y'all be just like, y'all are for real. The Cowboys are back, and it's beautiful to see. Um, Give me that Tice Cowboy at- Super Bowl. <laughs> look, I, I'll let y'all, I'll let y'all to make that one. I'm going to say I'll fly to Memphis if that happens. Yeah, there'll, there'll be a party. It'll be, it'll I'm be coming party. to Memphis. I'm flying, I'm flying to L.A. What you talking about? I'm flying back to L.A. going to the Super Bowl. I'm, like, I'm, not, to, I'm not going to actually be in the stadium, though. Not <laughs> <laughs> prices, so I mean, the <laughs> Look, we're going to enjoy the vibes for sure. I'm going to definitely pull up, man. Um, <laughs> so, this time I got Ryan who's commented again. I think we got to have a beer or something, bro. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely rolling with him as well. Um, Miles Garrett. First of all, I was with Trayvon. Like, I'm, like you said, uh, Savage, it literally took me right now to pick. Trayvon Diggs got a chance to end up breaking the interception record by the end of the season, which would be, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty good for y'all. Um, but Miles Garrett, his season high of sacks is 13 and a half, I believe, and he's already at 13. Um, so he's going to obliterate that record uh, injury, you know, in, injury-wise, hopefully don't get injured. Um, 12 tackles for loss, 23 quarterback hits. I mean, we talked about the Browns defense and how crazy they are. You can't. You can't you can't talk about the defense and not bring up Miles Garrett and what he does. Um, he's an interrupter. He does what he does, and he's one of the best, arguably the best at his position. What he does, I guess, really outside of Aaron Donald, but by the numbers, <laughs> they 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 look intense for tap right now. So give me Miles Garrett. Cool, cool. Let's go with offensive player of the year. Same order. 
Um, so this one is kind of, I guess, kind of tough as well too. With uh, they they tend to make this award the running back award because a running back will never win MVP. It's just how it is. Uh, so with King Henry going down, I'm gonna go Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor has been having a crazy year. Like I ain't, I don't know who his coach is, but the jump from last year to this year has been crazy. And like, dude, like it, it was one play where dude just take off. Like I, he's big, but that man can run fast. Um, and Carson Wentz's life has been definitely much easier having uh, uh Frank Wright rely on the run game and just re- relying on. Um, having Jonathan Taylor be the focal point of the offense. I mean, he single-handedly has phased out Marlon Mack, who was a thousand-yard rusher in his rookie year. He phased him all the way out. Uh, so give me Jonathan Taylor as offensive player of the year. I'm close with you. And it's not because they're in my division, it's not because they're in my division rival that I'm not gonna give it to Jonathan Taylor. But the fact Derek Henry is leading the league in rushing and Jonathan Taylor just now tying him. <laughs> two weeks later <laughs> that lets you go a lot like oh no John Taylor is having a great year and he should be in the running but Cooper Cup shout out to my guy Ryan this man has already has 1100 yards 1141 hey. yards this season he just scored a touchdown almost every single game <laughs> man I'm Back telling 10, you like <laughs> 10 touchdowns like he he might just break. He could just like we said, Miles Garrett could possibly break yeah. the sack record. Trayvon Diggs might break the interception record. He just might break Alvin Johnson's record, the most yards in the season. Yeah, it's very rare there. Um, so give me Cooper Cup. Uh, it's a tough choice between him, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I'm trying to think of another non-quarterback. I guess it's really between two. Uh, could Nick Chubb keep in and out? Nick Chubb would have been in it, but he keep missing every other game. So yeah, give me a uh, Cooper Cup, just like we have Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Cooper Cup, 85 receptions, 1141 yards, 10 touchdowns. He's catching in the ball uh, for screens and going, skinny posts going, go routes. He's targeting the red zone. Um, and why is no one doubling him at all times? I have no idea. They can't. Um, they got Robert Woods. Well, they did have Robert Woods and, yeah. <laughs> and Van Jefferson, so it's like it's tough. Yeah, and you got a gunslinger who just wants to throw the ball and a, and a coach that wants to get the receivers the ball more than a running back. So, Cooper Cup for me, um, and I think once the season is over, it should be it should not be a quarterback award. Uh, so it's hopefully that it is a running back award receiver, and I'm going with Cooper Cup. Uh, but Jonathan Taylor has been doing a very great thing for the Colts as well. Agreed, agreed. I'm definitely going to roll with Cooper Cup with y'all. First in uh, first in receptions, first in touchdowns for wide receivers, and 114 yards per game, which is also first for receivers. Of course, the 1,100 yards. Uh, Cooper Cubs been balling. Um, to your point is why he's not getting double teamed. He may start seeing double teams because I believe Robert Woods just got injured for the rest of the season. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so he may start seeing some double teams now, which may affect his numbers a little bit. But as of now, Cooper Cubs has been balling. He's definitely uh, offensive every year for me. All the shot callers over here tell you. Man. So last award, MVP. Feel like nobody wants this award about the last couple of weeks. <laughs> it's transpired. Um, uh, we started. I actually start this one off. We go for me, um, reverse order me, Savage, Tukin, and Sheedy. Um, caught me crazy. He just missed the last two games, but because of what Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady have done the last couple of weeks, give me Kyler Murray. I think they opened up the door for Kyler Murray to step right back into it. It's like when Kyler Murray got hurt, it was like, all right, he probably going to weed out, and Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson just going to 
man, Matthew Stafford was in the run, they just gonna blow it away because they last couple weeks, the Dolphins game, Tom Brady losing two in a row, struggling a little bit. Stafford, you saw what he done the last two games. Uh, I think that's game that's giving the kind of married opportunity to step right back in and take the award from him. So give me Kyle Murray. Yeah, I honestly don't even know because right right now nobody is like a clear cut, you know, dominant like dominating at their position. I mean, again, it could be Derrick Henry, but unfortunately the injury happened. Yeah. Um, but I'ma say I'ma say Aaron Rodgers just because that's just the safe pick. Like Kyler Murray, we don't we don't know how it's gonna look because they have a lot of injuries that's happening. Like D Hop has been injured. Uh Kyler Murray got his his thing going on. Um I'm yeah. just gonna say Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I literally don't know. I'm with y'all, man. Um, if I had to pick one, of course, I had Kyler Murray winning MVP coming into the season. Um, I think his injuries kind of stopped that momentum a little bit. But like you said, Shark, uh, he's let literally put right back in the door. Um, but this is midseason. Um, and based on the numbers, you got to give Matthew Stafford some credit. He's the only quarterback with 3,000 yards. Uh, he's first in QBR, and he's third in passing touchdowns with 24. So, I mean, and, and the Rams are freaking balling out. So, I mean, you, we already know MVP nine times out of ten is a quarterback uh, award. So, if anybody was to win quarterback, I'm not the, the quarterback. Anybody wants to win an award, it could be Matt Stafford. Yeah, I'm going to jump on the quarterback train. Um, I'm going to go a different route. <clears throat> and I think this is a, a show and go, so to speak, but I'm going to say Josh Allen. Um, and the reason I say Josh Allen, he's got over 2,500 yards passing. He's second on the team in rushing. Uh, with a 19 TD to six interception ratio, um, not bad through, you know, eight, nine weeks of the games. Now, this next six games, I think, to me, will decide if he becomes an MVP. Um, Why well, I say that, he's got two games. I haven't played the Patriots yet. Two against the Patriots, Bucks, Panthers, Colts, Saints. Um, and the last two games are just stat sufferers. Um, but I'm gonna say, shoot, he gonna he gonna he gonna earn an MVP. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I to me, I think if you, you won, you have to be the Patriots in, in one of those, right? Mm -hmm. um, that has to be one. And I think you can afford at least one loss, um, maybe two, but he's got to put up some astronomical numbers now because this is when we're looking at the MVP race now. We're not looking at it before this, you know, this week. We're looking at it now and afterwards. So if he's putting up some great stats against these teams, again, they have a great defense already. Um, they've looked a little flawed these last couple of weeks, so if they can find their place, um, I got Josh Allen winning. And then those last two games, I can't remember. I think they played the Jets, somebody else, um, be some bums, so they could just add some more yards um, to his stats. But these next six games will tell for Josh Allen, but I got him winning. That's not that's not a bad choice. I mean, like I said, he's gonna earn it, and the Bills don't run the ball. So like the uh the Pat, all the the, the Rams so Stafford, although uh his last two games have been the greatest, uh they don't run the ball. So those teams don't run the ball, and they're gonna keep passing it. They're gonna get their opportunities. So let's move forward to NBA early season surprises. Yes, sir. Early season surprises, 10, 15 games in. Um, so let's start off with some surprises. Uh, we can go teams or players, whichever you prefer, or both if you have both. Um, we can start with Shark. I'm sorry, Shark, Sheedy, and Savage. Who is your biggest surprise team and or player as of now? Player or team? Oh, you said player or team. Uh, yeah, and or. Like, we got two. Like, I got two, two for, for these. Okay. Players. Yeah, I ain't really thought of players because I expected Jop Morant to do what he's doing. Um, so give me 
Golden State is a surprise. Just to be truthful, 14 and 2. They start that way or they are a little surprised. I did pick Steph to win MVP. But give me the Washington Wizards. Um, Brad Bill ain't even like scoring at the rate he was calling last. He kind of chilling a little bit. Like he's doing well, but it's like he don't have to do as much as he had to do last year. Like he started the season last year. And well, they just now failed the fourth in the East, but they were number one. Uh, I mean, we're like tied for first. Everybody got five losses this first and fourth. So Washington Wizards, I did, I, I did expect them to battle for the playoffs. Uh, with the team, uh, I thought they had a pretty decent team. I thought Kyle Kuzma would be better out of the spotlight of LA. Uh, Montrez Harris would be better back, come out, get out of LA, get back out of the spotlight. I thought they would be back to their normal players. <laughs> and uh, also, Smith and Dinwiddie, that, that was a very, very good signing for them. So, I expect them to battle for playoff spot, whether it be like top four of the East so far. That was a shock. So, give me the Washington Wizards. And Ryan agrees. Man, I think am I next? If I'm not, I just took my spot anyway. So yeah. all right. Um, I so let me not say the wizards, um, because that is also mine and the Warriors as well. Um, give me Suns. Um, they won eleven straight uh with Chris Paul and <clears throat> JaVel McGee um out there playing some ball. Yep. Um this team is looking like a team that can definitely at least not even just get out of the first round, but even possibly get out of the second round and contend for the Western Conference Finals at this point, um, along with another team that's in the West as well um, is the Mavericks. Um, and I say the Mavericks as Luka's been on and off, but also KP's been on and off. They haven't been really gelling together. When KP's out, Luka's there. When Luka's out, KP's there. And this team is still a top four, top five seed right now in the West. I believe it's a top four. Um, and so congratulations to them and, and what they're doing. Yeah, they just lost last night, but, I mean, Jalen Brunson is, is playing some good ball uh, for them, and so is uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., um, learning some things from his father, senior, of course, you know, I get down with them. Um, I, and I guess another surprise, I guess a player, um, I'm coming to the East, and that's going to be Scotty Barnes uh, for the Tampa Bay Raptors um, because he's – He's at a level where I say you trade Pascal um, and see what you can get for him and start building around him, Fred, and some other players. But give me Scotty Barnes as a surprise player. Yeah, y'all know I ain't going to let Suns talk come by without some slander of DeAndre Ayton. Uh, DeAndre Ayton for the season is minus three for the entire season. JaVale McGee is plus 58. Just saying. <laughs> uh but yeah, anyway, my surprise, it's not a surprise for me because I went into this season and I was like, my goal is to make Sharky a Chicago Bulls fan again. And I'm trying my best, y'all. Y'all, y'all remember when, when McCullum said, I'm trying, Jennifer? <laughs> I'm trying, Parrish. I'm trying. I'm trying to make you a Bulls fan again. Um, and I'm going to go with my Chicago Bulls. We we're, Right now, we're tied with the Miami Heat. With with the, the second best record, <laughs> the second best record in the NBA, um, Demar Derozan is my surprise player because I was not expecting him to to turn to Michael freaking Jordan great value. I was not expecting that. He leads the league in points from inside of the top of the perimeter, like Giles in the paint. Above the paint, that's where DeMar DeRozan lives. And Lord have mercy, if you have not seen DeMar DeRozan highlights of his footwork in that area, that is a master class of how to be a mid-range 
you know, killer. Uh, so again, surprise team, quote unquote, Chicago Bulls, surprise player, DeMar DeRozan. And, it, that's, Alonzo. and let's be honest before you go to, they have two assassins for that mid range. And that's mm-hmm. not just DeMar DeRozan, big mm-hmm. Fucci when he comes back as well. Mm-hmm. And he been out too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, hey, Lonzo averaging his career high in three point shooting too. Yes, sir. In the gym. So shout out, shout out to my cousin Alonzo. Uh, Shark, good point on the Wizards. Um, like you brought up Bradley Bill, he's not even average. He's averaging his lowest since 2017 with 24 uh, points per game. They still a top four. Uh, that's my surprise team. By the way, I didn't think they would be this good. Of course, Kuzma getting out of LA um, helped. Um, I guess you can say the, the same thing for Harold, really. Um, he's averaging eight rebounds again, eight and a half rebounds again. So they're balling. They know what they're doing. Spencer with uh, Dinwiddie doing their thing. So um, they're definitely a surprise. But my surprise player, we're gonna actually stick to the Tampa Bay Raptors. A guy named Gary Trent. <laughs> Gary Trent. If y'all don't know him, I think Sharky. Uh, at this point, we can talk off the screaming about it. But I think we should include like a fantasy basketball. Like who who should you be looking at? Who should you add on if you able to get them? Gary Trent is averaging 17 points a game, career highs in points, assists, field goal percentage, free throw percentage. And he's averaging two and a half steals per game. I don't know what the Raptors are doing. They know how to draft Scotty Barnes. We we kind of question why they drafted him, but he was clearly the best pick mm-hmm. for them. The Raptors, even though their record don't show it, they're, they're a pretty good basketball team. That's that's facts too, because I remember we were saying they should draft Jalen Suggs, and I don't even know what Jalen Suggs at right now, to be honest. Yeah, right. Call Anthony balling out, bro. Call Anthony balling out. That could be a big surprise. (laughs) surprise And they blew it last night. They blew it. Yeah, they did. So let's go into, I know pretty much everybody's on my disappointment for sure. Uh, Who are y'all disappointing players and or teams? Same order. All right. I'm going to avoid the obvious Lakers. Um, Of course. Um, But... They still got time to turn around. I'm ignore the obvious player, Russ. Um, like I said, they got time to turn it around. But let me go somewhere else. New Orleans Pelicans, ladies and gentlemen. National media. You disappointed? National media. I'm not, I don't care about the Pelicans. But national media loves the Pelicans. They love to predict ah. on the playoffs. They love to do that. They sit here at 3 and 14. I'm still mad at the Grizzlies for losing that game, by the way. But they sit here at 3 and 14. National media, what what it do, what it do, what it do. So I got to say, disappointing player because he ain't played the game yet. Uh, Pelicans, uh, what's my what's my guy name? The right tackle, the right tackle out there. <laughs> Thought the right, right the tackle. Team. If he yes. I saw a Zion Williamson. Uh, <laughs> right right fired. Yikes! Not the right tackle. <laughs> Those are my disappointments. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You haven't seen him since you did do that shuttle run for the Saints. I completely agree um, with you on that one. Um, my disappointments, um, I got the Hawks is one. Um, I just – I know I know injuries and stuff like that have played, but, I mean, I don't see them being the bottom of the barrel like how they are right now. Um, and hopefully things get together. And another team to me that's disappointing – it's because I, when I saw them earlier in the season, I thought they would do better. And, of course, they're missing some, in, some a, a player, too, um, and also getting some players back. Um, staying in the East is the Indiana Pacers. Um, this team with Rick Carlisle 
at the helm can be much better than where they're at. Um, but again, both teams I just named are not even in the playing scenario if we were to stop right now. As a matter of fact, the last team in the playoff scenario right now is the champs from last year, which is the Bucks. Um, so, um, yeah, to me, I, the Pacers, I think when Karras, well, you know, I call him Gerald, when Gerald gets it together, um, and then you still got Warren coming back um, eventually. He's been gone since the bubble. Um, Sabonis is still there. Malcolm is there as well. I think they have a lot more talent, and they should be with at least contending for a 7-10 seed um, right now. And I think uh, biggest disappointment as a player, uh, well, I'm not, I don't care if it's obvious or not, it's Anthony Davis. Um, we can't keep calling this man a top five talent, and this man – there, it's not even just the wins and losses. It's his to Tuke's point earlier in this podcast. It's his energy. I watched him look so lethargic on defense, and then offensively, it's not even in the play. Um, and so, to me, my dis, my biggest disappointment as a player right now is Anthony Davis. Savage is playing yourself. Well, <laughs> <laughs> look. Hey, I, so I so I said this at the beginning of the season. This is like maybe like game three. It was October, whatever. I literally said, I know trash when I see it. Y'all know how I am when I see it. I'm like, nope, that's trash. Nope. Mm-mm. Now, AD, he still has it, but he is not a leader by any means. Nope, he is not your main player. Information has not changed. <laughs> no, it's not changed. I didn't say that. I did not say that. Information has never changed with Anthony Davis. I've been consistent with him. Y'all know how I am. I say he's when it's time to play every three games, he's killing it. That fourth game, trash. I, I, I said it since the bubble. But anyway, we're not talking about AD because AD has played terrible and his his press conferences are, are very weird. Like I said it before a while ago. I said AD gonna be in Chicago at some point, whether it's next year yeah. or whenever whenever it's time for him to go, he is gone. I, I know he's gone. Uh but anyway, my disappointment, and I'm looking to the camera. Philadelphia 76ers, y'all been hating on Ben all season. I know, I know MB got his problems. I know, I know. But wouldn't it be nice to have Ben Simmons right now? But nah, y'all wanted to be mad at him and, and question his mental health and all that mess. But they have been on a slide. Shout out to uh, my guy Pro. Shout out to my guy DC. Awful. They've been on a slide for, for like a couple of weeks now without <laughs> Joel MB. Tobias Harris, where you at, dog? Maxi. Maxi, where you at, dog? Co- I'm just COVID, saying. COVID took him out. <laughs> COVID, Blovit, Jovit, all of it. <laughs> Y'all need Ben Simmons right now, huh? Jokic. Oh, oh, hey. Okay. Jokic. <laughs> hey, shout out to DC. Ben Simmons, huh? Oh, okay. Shout, shout out to our guy DC, man. My guy, got the shot right here now. Slide. <laughs> I just want to slide. They what are they doing? They're they sliding night. Come on, uh, he, He's from off the DC, man. Shout out to him. Um, for my biggest disappointment, of course, Lakers. Um, I wouldn't even want to say I, I would say I'm also, I'm also disappointed in one, like you said, Savage AD, but two, Coach Vogel. What the hell are you doing with these yeah, lineups? He's off, all the way off, yeah. <laughs> like like last night championship coach. Right, quotes. Um, but last night, y'all know me. I'm not putting AD at the five, at least starting. I've been consistent with that, and he did that last night. They asked about the Celtics. Also, he started Russell Westbrook and Avery Bradley together. Nah, bro. <laughs> nah. So uh, definitely disappointed in them. Um, I guess, in a way, I guess really disappointment um, kind of off the court really 
it's freaking Stephen A. Smith. I know he's not in the NBA, but of course he's an analyst. But last week he disappointed me. Like I tried to give him a, a chance to still watch his YouTube clips. But after calling Kyrie, saying Kyrie Irving betrayed Kevin Durant, betrayed the Nets, that, that the word betrayal is so strong because it's not like he saw into the future and said, hey, we're going to be living in a 100-year pandemic. <laughs> I'm not going to play. It's not that. That came, he got injured last season, and now he's betraying the team by not taking a vaccine for putting himself first. I mean, I don't get it. I don't get it. So I'm disappointed, Stephen Day. I don't plan on watching first take on YouTube as much as I used to anymore. And it's kind of disappointing to see to see that. And he's been slowing out, too, especially with the Aaron and Rodgers take, too. So I don't know why you've been watching in the first place, but... <laughs> it's, I mean, it's something to watch. Well, what, what we call it? It's just something to have on the TV, on, on the phone. I'm going to get you a list of podcasts that we listen to every week. <laughs> my guys, uh, uh, my crew members. But um, surprise nobody. I know the books had a lot of injuries, but they're being last injuries or not. Being 10 yeah. right now is disappointing. Uh, the Celtics, I'm definitely shocked if I said Celtics. But <laughs> that's definitely another team. That's, uh, I think we, we kind of already expected the Celtics not to be as good. And with me, it's like the Bucks won a championship when it's time for them to turn up, they'll turn up. Giannis will turn up. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the Celtics, like nobody expected the Celtics to be that good anyway. So for me, it's not too much of a surprise. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I'm just surprised none, none of us felt the way. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think to that point, the Celtics need to go ahead and trade Jalen Brown and build around Jason Tatum. I, I know nobody really wants to hear it, but I mean, this team can – look what Russell Westbrook did. Got from the Wizards, went to L.A. L.A. traded some talent for that, and look what that talent is doing in D.C. And look what Russ is sticking up on the court in L.A. And I think Jalen Brown could provide a lot of other, yes, um, a, a lot of other pieces uh, for Jason Tatum. And I mean, Al Horford's having a good season, too, by the way, um, since we want to talk about the Celtics. Yeah, he sure but, is. Yeah, my fancy team, I know. <laughs> uh, shout out to Ryan. He said, Lillard is disappointing. Only reason I ain't, I ain't really thought much of Litter is because I mean it was like two or three years ago. Last time Clay was healthy, he started the season off shooting like horrible from three. He started shooting like he started the season off like the first twenty games shot like twenty percent from three. Twenty percent. So I just kind of, I just kind of that's how I feel about Litter. Like he's going to turn it around. Harden, same thing. Superstar, he's going to turn it around. I think that's just I, I, I expect him to turn it around. He had yeah. he finally got the twenty free throws again last night, so he they, he gonna get it. <laughs> Right. The Nets are number one seed in the East right now. So yeah, and, yeah, and the Trailblazers are, are forever going to be a six to eight seed. So they know they're forever are. going to be there. Mm-hmm. Right. It's kind of like it's kind of like what this norm almost. <laughs> they're going to turn it around, players. <laughs> but let's go ahead. It's been a while. We do got trolling halls today, so let's get to it. Is you trolling? Is you trolling? Is you trolling? Is you trolling? It's been a while since I heard that. <laughs> Good old days. Right. I got, I got one. I, I got one. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I could be overreacting, but at the same time, this is how I feel. I've watched a lot of basketball. This is how I feel. Troll or nah, the Lakers are not making the playoffs. Troll. Lost LeBron. Lost LeBron. It's on walking through that door. 
ain't LeBron playing. been having a lot of injuries that be coming up. And he he has not been healthier. He's he ain't, yeah. he, he ain't been he healthy. So hey, you know what? I said this a couple years ago. Like the older he got, I was like, eventually gonna start getting hurt. You did and say this. I remember because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you just can't stay at that level. Like he been hurt every year he got to LA. Every especially especially basketball. It's different from Tom Brady and football when you mm-hmm. can stand by all this line and protect you. And you ain't got to really do you know. So I still say troll. It just. I still say troll. I still believe Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook, if LeBron heals out, they're going to get them to the playoffs some way, somehow. And y'all forget that that LeBron is like the GM for the team. So if they, if yeah. they ain't working out, he going to rest. <laughs> Let me go and trade you to Portland for Dame or something. You know, so Chris if Paul they trade like Westbrook for, for, for Damon Lillard, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It can happen. Uh, it can happen. Yeah, Russell I mean, Westbrook could be weird in a Suns jersey too, but. <laughs> uh yeah no, oh, not the sons um because the salary cap makes sense but yeah i think it's a troll um unless he pulls the 2018 and and switches the whole team around they still went to the finals i think that year anyway um so i i, I still stand on the hill that i don't think they should have got russell westbrook i really think they should have went to go get lonzo um back this year but you know that that's me that, that's me Right now, I, I feel like mm-mm, I don't see it. I do not see it. But okay, you can raise back up in January. Uh, yeah, see what it looking like January. So um, I'm actually gonna stick with the Lakers on this one. Um, y'all know me, energy is everything, and I like I like I like to see dogs. I really like to see dogs. So troll or no? Tht is the second best player on the Lakers team. Hmm. And I know what someone say troll because AD and I know AD is a top 10 talent, but like I said, energy is everything. THC came in a couple games ago and gave up a quick 20, 25 easy while Giannis put up 40 something against AD with no response. I like to see dogs. So that, that, that's why I'm asking. I know it's a crazy question. People listen, it's crazy, but trolling off. I do too. I, th- I like dogs. That's the reason I like Dylan Brooks on the Grizzlies right now. And technically, Dylan might be the second best player on the Grizzlies because Triple J ain't nowhere near Anthony Davis level. But Anthony Davis still Anthony Davis. It's still who guard who guard AD when it boiled down to it. <laughs> so I go with Troll <laughs> and Russell Westbrook. I mean, I know Russell Westbrook struggling. It's just the system. Well, it, it's Russell Westbrook. So. <laughs> I I thought Russell's gonna work. I, I stand correct. <laughs> I stand he man. Okay, real quick about Russ. What do he be doing? Like, bro, slow down. You are thirty-two years old, still playing like you twenty-one. Like, bro, relax. <laughs> but I'm gonna say troll because I mean, AD man. When AD is right, I mean, it's it is hard to guard AD. AD will give you buckets, but it's like every three games, and then that one game he just slow out. Tht. I also love Tht. He is a dog. He's he's under control. Um, He's played within himself. He's a young player. I like him. Not yet, but I feel like if I'm the Lakers, hold on to him and then look into the landscape post-LeBron, post-AD, because I think AD will be gone for the next one, two years. Uh, hold on to him and then build around uh, whoever that next star is. Street clothes. <laughs> yeah. Um, to the point about AD, he had an amazing, great first quarter against the Celtics, and he just fizzled out uh, last night. Um, I think a better question or better trolling off like the most consistent player on the Lakers is I don't know whoever you want to yeah. say and the most consistent player on the Lakers is actually I can see THC and I can also see Carmelo Anthony 
um, as being consistent players on the Lakers team. They're better. They're outdoing their stars as a supporting cast. And that's amazing to see. Um, but I agree. Keep THT um, and let Ron and when Ron's done, AD will be done. And hopefully Westbrook will be gone too. Lakers going to restart again. But um, THT is a great, great talent that they have. And please do not let him go. I got one. Savage mentioned something about the Sixers and Ben Simmons earlier. That's a simple trade that, that can be made that can help them, help both teams, help them get out of the situation, and help the player get out of Houston. Philadelphia should trade Ben Simmons for John Wall. Straight up. I've been called for that one. Um, now, yeah. obviously, Houston is not a winning environment, but it's, it's definitely low pressure. Uh, ben Simmons wouldn't be the most popular player on the team. It'll be Jalen Green, probably uh, Porter Jr. and Christian Wood as well, too. But that's a nice... That's a nice young core. I would do that as a straight up trade. I wouldn't trade anything else. Just being mm-hmm. for John Wall. Neither yep. one of them playing. They both got big ass contracts. Might as well. Just, <laughs> just, do, just do. There you go. <laughs> they literally help both teams. Got a younger, younger <laughs> player that can go along with mm-hmm. Houston. John Wall still got some talent left. Yeah. He can help Philly right now. Not a trade. I'm, I'm, I'm with that. I, I would do that trade if I was both teams. Yeah, great. I like I, I, yeah, I'm signing the check right now for that. That's not even a question. Uh, because if John Wall don't, John Wall might sit out and not even play for till like not even this season or next season. Um, and that's just wasted talent, and especially as a point guard, so to speak. Um, yes, the game slows down, but his game is more fast paced, and he's in the prime of that right now. Um, and then, yeah, it gives Ben Simmons a different opportunity, different chance, and different conference as well um, to try out his luck. So, yeah, I would, I'm signing that. I'm calling the GMs right now because I mean, the Rockets can't get any worse. No, yeah, one not. win. <laughs> I mean, y'all, we, we should know who the, I'm pretty sure that may have been a trade that was already offered, but we know who probably pulled the plug on it because mm-hmm. he's not getting equal talent back. And it's the damn manager for the for the Sixers who I'm not finna give a name to. So <laughs> y'all, y'all know how I feel about Chris Wallace Jr. Um, so I'm a, that's a great trade. Um, I actually had a trolling all this while gone while ago too. Um, you can also look at the Boston Celtics as a trade offer. You know, uh, Schroeder yep. got a, a, a cheap contract. Um, he can go in and instantly play whether you put him starting with Jalen Green or off the bench. Like you still get the, you still get a chance to show his work as well. And with John Wall, I mean, the, the Celtics yep. been looking for a good point guard really since, in a way, Rondo. Um, so you can you can kind of make that consistency with John Wall being there. You know, the Kyrie Irving project didn't work out. The Kimball Walker project didn't work out. So it's obviously they want and need a point guard and they're willing to pay for one. Um, so I think John Wall would be perfect in, in their Celtics uniform. I'm the problem with the Celtics. I don't think they could match. I don't know. They wouldn't be able to match contracts. Contract-wise, I figured. I don't I know who that. they could trade. They would have yeah. to get rid of. They had to get rid of. Jaden Green, Jason Tatum, they're not doing it for John Wall. Salary cap is cap. Straight up, straight up, straight up. It is, but when you got to match the salary, it's like you got to find, you got to find contracts to match John Wall get paid forty one. So yeah, that's true. That's that's true. I forgot. Damn, forty one million dollars. Yeah, I got what forty one and forty seven next year. Lord have mercy. Or sitting at home. Ben Simmons contract could get close to matching. That's all. Hey, hey John Wall, I got some stupid loans. You want to uh, feel generous, man? 
I'm just saying. <laughs> and shout out John Wall. I know we always, you know, get on him because uh Ashton, but like, yeah, he, he's still a good player. He's uh actually been helping out Houston. Uh the players like practicing, uh getting them ready and prepared, although he's uh sitting out, so it's no bad blood in thing between him and the organization. So, so shout out to him. Let me actually let me ask y'all this before we end. It, it's kind of like a would you rather question, but would y'all rather be in John Wall's shoes or Ben Simmons shoes? Like, would you rather be at home getting paid forty-one million dollars to do nothing, or you know, be Ben Simmons, who's like, I want to play, but I don't want to play for a team that ain't rocking with me. I mean, John Ball got it made, man. I love sitting on the sideline for forty-one M's. <laughs> ain't getting fine. Let's go. I just go work out for practice and go hoop, man. I do that right now. <laughs> I rep John Wall. I don't like bad blood, man. Like yeah. that whole Ben Simmons situation, just so. Bad blood, uh, flip floppy, not find him, he get fined, acting like he got. Oh, I'm not gonna say yes, like he might actually have mental health stuff, but yeah, you know, it's, it's just, toxic up there. It's toxic yeah, it's very toxic. Up. John Wall, it's it's all positive, chilling. Hey, I don't, I want to be somewhere else, but y'all don't want me to play anyway. Mm-hmm. I want my money though, so I ain't taking a buyout, so I'd rather see it get the money. So, it, yeah, I'd rather have John Wall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is unanimous. Hey, you can tell me, I can, I can just show up to practice. Get paid my forty plus million. Don't have to go to the games. I'm not showing up for anything else. You know how much I would love just to go to a gym and play basketball for a few hours, and then come back home and enjoy my family for forty million, and then get it again next season for even more. Please give me that, because he still has value to everyone's point. Ben Simmons, no matter what happens, this cloud is going to haunt him for the remainder of his career. Unfortunately. Um, you know, whether or not he's diagnosed something or not, it's still just going to follow him, unfortunately. So, um, that just sucks. Uh, but give me John Wall for now. Yep. And, uh, got a couple comments. Shout out to Bianca, Whitefield Skyler, our own co-host who's missing today. <laughs> but, I was another missing co-host. They all together, uh, had some frat business with Trevor. So, he decided to give us our tunica, uh, Trevor events of the week. Dallas and KC, over 56. He would take Carolina right. at minus three. Who Carolina played this week too? We played the Panthers. Uh, they played the Panthers. Oh. We played Washington and Ron. Oh, Rivera. Washington. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Take that. Yeah, it's easy. The money. Matrix is glitching. Might <laughs> be easy, but yeah, that's good. Good one. He also put Oklahoma in uh, Syracuse. Oklahoma minus three and a half. I did play Iowa State. And take Syracuse NC State under 51. Also, very good college basketball game on today. Tennessee and Villanova play at 12 o'clock. Ooh, I guess that. Somebody else mm-hmm. is on right now. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. The game is like on ESPN News because of college football. Crazy stuff. Ryan said breaking news. Press one. Yeah, I just saw that this other day that Kobe Posse, no test of car required in the game. Switch. They were barely. I, I went to. I meant to go. They barely checked it. They, 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 anyway. <laughs> they barely checked it. Like they looked yeah. at it. It was like you just saw your phone. Like okay, go, go. <laughs> yeah, they ain't. They weren't doing it no way. Like they were doing it. They weren't doing it, like you said. They're trending in the right direction. Numbers are going down. So hopefully we can get there at some point for 2022. You know we had two consecutive years of 2020. You know we gonna skip 21. There you <laughs> go. There you go. 2022 is <laughs> a good energy, man. I can't wait to go through energy. I need them to revise the rules out here in Phoenix, man. I, I actually want to go to it. I got y'all top songs to y'all names, though. Bianca, did you see me and Tukane? Come on, dog. Come on. I, I know you know do the you song. Not, do, you, do you not know the song? You should know the rest of the verse. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Bianca, don't cut somebody out, Bianca. I know. I'm on my pick. Put my phone on. Do not disturb. <laughs> 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 Icy as a mug, and y'all tell y'all better relax. 
Y'all better relax. Skyline, 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 gonna hit me. Uh, so what's up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope y'all can know me love for man. <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. But anybody got anything? Guys, talk about savage. Talking about seven. Look, Bianca, I had on my I had on my Mac, but I'm on my work computer now, so I, I couldn't be as ratchet on my on my work computer. That's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, anyway, yeah. Monday morning, uh-huh. IDK episode 36. I've been I've been back, so I'm I'm keeping it going. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, as the as the break now insinuates for us educators, man, I got to get back into the studio class of being session this week. Um, and also before we end, man, uh, shout out to everyone that listens and is a part of us. We're thankful for you as we're getting ready for Thanksgiving as well. Um, we won't be able to see you all until we record again. So thankful for you guys to still keep us ooh, um, a part of ooh. your listening ears. Excuses of what? You know what? Hey, I was trying to hit him with it. Tools. To, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't 2012. Relax. It ain't 2012. It ain't 2012. <laughs> information has changed. <laughs> what you tell me? What you telling me, huh? <laughs> you know but what anyway. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, see. let's tighten up. Took a week off because I was on the Nutty's podcast Monday. Had to take a little break. Uh, catch me Tuesday. Uh, got our guy, fan of the show, fan of this show, uh, Zach. Uh, no Randolph on Twitter. My guy Zach, he's a Patriots fan, so gotta discuss Titans Patriots action with him. And of course, Grizzly Red Blues Podcast Network, Started Five Podcast. Catch us this Monday. The Grizzlies had a pretty decent week. We see how they finish off tonight. Y'all hear us talking about it on Monday morning and be through your news feeds. Anybody yeah. else anything? Stay All right, safe out here, man. Go Bucks. Recipe, Sean Dolph again. Um, it's next time.